Welcome back, everybody, to episode 173 of the Guardian Project podcast. I'm your host, Andy, and if I were the murderer in the movie Clue, I would have done it in the gift shop with the Whip of Erebos. Oh, okay. Because the gift shop is now in magic. Yes, it is. It's, it's a room. It's, the Astrotorium. It is a real room. With the ast- Killing someone with a whip seems very difficult. I feel like... Would you like strangle them? or Ugh, Maybe. Okay. Yeah. So you were not prepared for, for this uh, no, me- method I of wasn't, death. I wasn't, I wasn't prepared <laughs> to say how I done it. I just done it. Uh, what room would you... <laughs> I do, what, what, what weapon? What weapon? Um, I always go to the candlestick. I mean, it's iconic, right? It's Mr. Mr. Plum in the ballroom with the candlestick. But in magic. Oh, um... Uh, 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 a reaver cleaver oh um in uh the war room oh with uh jace oh you killed jace no jace the one that did the killing oh jace did the killing. everyone knows who dies because that's how they're trying to find out who the murderer is but it's random who died because like you play with six people and there's seven character cards or something yeah. in a clue not in magic there's a lot more in magic, magic. Play a lot of characters a lot of cards. characters and i'm your other host mike and i can't wait for this next part in the magic story where i can only presume teferi is cooking up some amazing dish i hear he knows his way around some time i don't like time no nah, it's okay if there's time i substitute it for basil okay that's that would be a good. I usually I substitute basil or parsley. That's what I substitute time for. I wonder if you if you are a chef and you're listening to this, can you tell me instances where that just doesn't work? Like where time is actually the important ingredient in the dish. It's when you need to cast something at instant, <laughs> instant speed. speed. Please listen carefully. And this is the podcast about Commander, our favorite Magic: The Gathering format. Um, In this show, we are going to be talking about some of the Heroes of the Realm cards. These are the special, super special cards that Wizards of the Coast printed uh, for some of their employees, um, oftentimes in appreciation for something that they've done, a production or an innovation. Um, We're going to talk about them like they're eternal legal and and see where we would play them, how we would play them, that kind of stuff. Some some really fun cards to look at. Yes. And before we do that, though, we do have some things that we got to do this past weekend, which was play Unfinity. And we wanted to talk about it a bit because it felt like the Twitterverse exploded and was very mad about it. But I was nice logging on today and seeing there were a lot of people who were super happy about it. Mm -hmm. And there were also a lot of people who said that their shops had pods like firing like crazy. They had 30 people at some stores. I know our stores had quite a few people playing Unfinity as well. Nice. We got to draft a box here at our house. Mm -hmm. And um, we learned that the um, ability stickers and the power and toughness stickers are where we wanted to play, That's both of us. Bonkers good. Yeah. Like mostly the power and toughness stickers. Yeah, it's like there's there's like a dice rolling theme, an attractions theme, a stickers theme, uh, and a tokens theme, and maybe there's one or two other draft archety- archetypes. There was, there was hat themes, oh, yeah, there was hat. some art themes. Yeah, there were a bunch, but it, it, it happened to be that but we drafted twice, yeah. And the green white deck in both of the drafts, which were different, um, crushed. Yeah, went undefeated. Yeah, and that's and that was because you can get like a seven power sticker on turn three, like almost consistently in green. Green's really good for stickers. Yeah. So um, I did green white the second time, and every single rare. <laughs> and that was in green and white, and honestly, I think also in colorless were just 
pass to me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I got to uh, play with, I think there were like eight rares mm-hmm. in my draft. <laughs> I know. For, for both of our drafts, I drafted a legendary creature in the first pack and decided that's what I was going to draft for the rest of the draft. The first one was Rakdos Dice Rolling with the Minotaur. Uh, yeah, I forget what his name is. Magar? Something Mi- of Mi- strings. He plays with the strings. He's a puppeteer. Yeah. Um, Reminds me of Mojo Jojo from yes. the Powerpuff Girls. And in the second one, I drafted Ambassador, Ambassador Blorpity Blorp Boop uh, for a green-blue stickers theme. So yeah, there was like three or four people trying to play green in the second time we played. And so it was tough getting cards in that draft. But it no, was in the first time. The second time... I was the only person playing green. I, I was playing green blue the second time. Oh, really? Yeah, and I think there was someone else playing green as well. Oh, well, then I got everywhere before everyone. Yeah, <laughs> I must have been in the right spot. I had no idea that Ambassador Blorpy Blorp Boop was an uncommon and not a rare because I took that one right off the top. I like that three three tickets on the ETB. It's really good for yeah. the draft format. So Infinity was great. Um, the I will say the galaxy um foiling is i think my favorite foiling and it was funny someone pointed out to me in the discord that it's probably because it's it's like the original pokemon Mm -hmm. card foiling Mm -hmm. and when i think about it it's like exactly that yeah they're great and not a single one of those cards is curled not any of them and none of them are in sleeves yeah. I should put them in sleeves. <laughs> I just gestured over to have Mike look at them. There's nothing curled about them, but I uh, opened up some collector's boosters and I would do it again. But we're looking to um, start drafting or drafting, um, streaming some box openings eventually. So mm-hmm. we've got we've got all the overlays for OBS now. So look for that That's, in the future. Speaking of stream, we also streamed some Unfinity decks. Yes. So check um, that out. It's on YouTube now. It is. Yeah, we uploaded it on Sunday. So if you want to check out our game of Unfinity, where I, I played a fully Eternal Legal Myra deck, which you'll be seeing again in the future. Yeah, we had Andy Bentley on, um, who played the most dangerous gamer, mm-hmm. and there was that was also an attraction second. We had Alan from Mental Misplay, uh, Ramp Gang was on, and he played It Came from Planet Glurg. Yep. And then I played Claire de Lune, so it was uh, two Eternal Legal decks and mm-hmm. two Unfinity Acorn non legal decks yeah. that we were able to make function. They all went nuts either way. And that's not an acorn joke. I know I've been saying the word nuts a lot lately. But they all went crazy. Sure. Eternal it's like or you not say eternal. you've been saying nuts like I've been saying sure for the last three <laughs> years. <laughs> we'll fix it eventually. We right? will. We will. Now we have a couple of announcements. The first is that um, you know, this happened. We recorded early mm-hmm. our Infinity episode. So we would have talked about this on our, our episode last week, but it came out just after we had recorded, right. which was talking about the celebration for 30 years of magic, which is coming with the 30th anniversary edition that really just includes, like I think it's 597 cards that are being printed with a non-standard magic standard back Mm -hmm. that you can buy for $999. Um, You can have a chance at opening the power nine, essentially play Mm -hmm. test cards or proxies. They're non-standard legal, um, but still very cool. Nonetheless, um, not something I'm going to buy. There was a simulator that was online. So you could, you could simulate opening the packs. And the Mm -hmm. first time I opened up a mock Sapphire in my first try, and that was cool with two duels. And I said, I mean, if that had happened in real life, great. Mm -hmm. Um, But if anybody ever wanted to play these against me, of course I have 
a zero problem with that, but it is quite a chunk of money for a chance to open something that's not legal. So that, that was my thought. I've had a full week to digest this and I'm just not going to, I'm not interested in it. No, if it was, that's just me. If it was at a more affordable price, it would definitely be a lot of fun to buy some and crack some. But, uh, um, just to go against your point, Andy, I would not uh, sit across from someone with a Mox Sapphire and allow them to use it in their commander deck. That is a banned card. Yeah. I mean, so is Black Lotus. So. I would also not allow them to use that card. <laughs> but if you open up duels, I guess, yes. or any of the other cards, like a non-standard backed Lanowar Elves. Uh, Time Walk is legal in Commander. That's part of it. That's the one power nine piece that's legal in, in Commander. Okay. Well, if you open that one, you can play it against me. That's, That's right. totally fine. Take some extra turns. Uh, we also have the arrival of Transformers in the Brothers War. Uh, so there's more than meets the eye as Transformers cards arrived to Magic the Gathering's universes beyond in two stunning looks. Uh, when Magic the Gathering next set, the Brothers War releases November 18th of 2022. 18th. Yeah, right. it's right around the corner I already. cannot with this. At least it's October right now. Like it's a month away from the release. We are, uh, we are it's more than a month at least yeah. for the time we're recording. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, who who knows? But you know, it's, it's kind of does feel a little overwhelming to have this other IP kind of in my opinion randomly slotted in yeah but the, you know we're getting two two versions of them yes. right there's they're all double face cards mm -hmm. they're characters from the early uh 90s i'm sorry not even 90s 80s mm -hmm. 80s television show and they are going to have a shattered glass reimagining which is like an alternate universe of them mm -hmm. where the heroes are the villains and the villains are the heroes yep. um you can get these in regular packs um, and it does specifically the announcement says that there will abs there will not be a shattered glass treatment of the card RC Sharpshooter and RC uh, Acrobatic Coupe. So that one will not have a special treatment. And okay. I, I think that's I th I feel I think that's the Boros one. Uh, it it the the Acri Sharpshooter is the Boros is that pronounced Acri? Uh, it's not RC, RC no, like it's probably like RC, a like, like a remote Kukar. controlled. Hold on, let me look at the back of this and oh no, it's just a car. So it could be it's probably RC. I was like it probably oh. is. I'm just I'm just bad at reading. Yeah, I mean and also magic card names. There are plenty of content creators <laughs> who do not pronounce these words correctly That's because true. they're they're all made of RC. Yeah, RC sharpshooter. It is the Boros one that has it deals with plus one plus one counters and then um flipping back and forth. So we are not getting an extra version of that card but that's okay but that is oh that is okay are you excited for these have you looked through them to see if you're going to include them anywhere there are a lot of text honestly i haven't looked at them yet um i don't have a vehicles deck i was thinking about putting together actually captain rex nebula but this is just a different that's i true. guess version of vehicles and mm -hmm. then we've already had some red white vehicles we'll actually talk about a red vehicle today oh yeah um I don't know. Are you? I didn't even watch Transformers. I have. I don't know anything. I didn't even watch the movies with Shia LaBeouf. Oh, I so I did. I did watch all of the movies. Um, one what of are the, we on? Are we like Transformers Seven? Uh, there were at least five, right? I want to say that there was four, but maybe we are at. Maybe we have done five now. Um, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good action movie and bad action movie, which is why I like Transformers because all, all action movies are, are okay. Um, I know Bumblebee is a character because of commercials <laughs> and, and memes. I did watch some of the cartoons as a kid. I don't know what series. They had the mini bots in them, which seems to be a similar series, or maybe mini bots are a common 
thing from series to series. So some of these like tokens that Soundwave gets to make and stuff um, are, uh, I recognize those parts of it. Um, but one notable thing, uh, there is some Unfinity cards that care about robots. And this is a good printing of robots that we are getting into Eternal Legal Magic. So um, still There were not some great. Eternal Legal robots. I know at least the some. red white creature that's a legendary is not. Right. Um, that the lord, the robot lord. Mm -hmm. But we've got robot lords because we've got creatures that are like constructs and stuff well that's true. kind of well but this kind is specifically, this is specifically a, robot. a robot yeah so um i mean you still have to get like volunteers and performers which are not typically printed in eternal legal formats but with the printing of robots i'm sure we'll get there i don't know if we've ever seen those anywhere else Maybe um not. but we also have to thank um Josh Bronco for becoming a patron this past week. Thank welcome. Um, welcome to the project. Um, and also speaking of patrons, we are going to be creating some patron only podcasts that we're going to deliver alongside our regularly scheduled programming. Um, we've been chatting about what everybody wanted to hear about in the patron lounge and our discord. So if you're not in there and you want to be in there, you can join our, our, our Patreon and you'll get access to that channel. Um, we're thinking about, you know, maybe 10 minute easily digestible episodes that are just really more content that we wanted to cover on this show but we couldn't cover um maybe fun segments like a hot or a not mm -hmm. uh deck text individual card discussion honestly it's really anything that we want to talk about that we couldn't really fit anywhere else we've yeah. done we've done segments in the past we did commander we used to do commander of the week things like yep. that um yep. maybe even doing you know some random scryfall um you know, stuff and, and picking a card and figuring out what it does best and where we'd play it, things like that. So stay tuned. We're, we're likely going to have that starting at the end of this month. It won't be every week, but that is the plan that will be right on uh, Patreon. Um, and we want to thank everybody who listens to our show every week, especially our patrons um, who will be getting more content really soon. Um, so if you want to support us, you can head to patreon.com slash guardian project pod. And donate for any dollar amount. And if you're looking for another way to support the podcast or an additional way to support the podcast, whatever uh, platform you are currently enjoying the podcast on now, if you can subscribe, rate, review, um, hit the bell icon if you're on YouTube, hit the like uh, thumbs up also if you're on YouTube and I imagine <laughs> most other podcast platforms are using that thumb up now um, but leave some comments too we'd love to hear your feedback anything that you um, you liked or didn't like in the episode correct us if we make a mistake we do make some um, and and yeah so uh, we can also find us online on YouTube Instagram Twitter anywhere uh, that you can search up Guardian Project Podcast and you can email us at guardianprojectpod at gmail.com all right let's go check out some of these heroes All right, so these cards have been released since 2017. So we're going to talk about each card and talk about what we'd do with them if we were ever to get our hands on them. And before we start, while these are not legal in Commander for us personally, and they are probably priceless, um, Sheldon Menery has said in a tweet from 2019 that if the person's name is on the card that it was given to, they can play it in their decks. This account, um, you know, this will account for people trying to change their name, which I think is super funny. If you <laughs> wanted to legally change your name to play a card, you cannot do so. Um, but there are 20 cards we're going to talk real quick about each one just for a little bit here on what we would do if we could. The first one is Champions of Archery, which is a legendary human archer for three and a red. And it says reach commanders you control get plus X plus O where X is the number of commanders you control. But it is also 
a um, an adventure card, a storybook card. So the sorcery uh, for the adventure is two and a red for join the group. You may put a legendary creature card from your hand into the command zone. It is also your commander. So you you get to um, promote, and this is not the only card that will like promote a creature mm-hmm. uh, to to uh, a commander. Um, but I think if I were doing playing with this card, I would play it in the ninety nine. Definitely not in the command zone, so I can have options to put whatever I want into the command zone. Sure. Um, I'm thinking maybe a three color deck with legendary creatures. Um, you know, the first spell is only three mana. The actual adventure, so. You can do it as early as turn two with the soul ring. Mm-hmm. It's probably easier to do it with mono red, but I don't. Um, well, you have to search it up in 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 your five color deck or whatever you're gonna slot it in. In terms of in, instead well, of if you're in playing mono all red, legendary in creatures, you're gonna put whatever from your hand in there. So I was want I would, I'd probably choose a bunch that I'd be fine with any of them going to the command zone. That's yeah. That's maybe you want to play. I know I, I mentioned it in actually in a in a, a a card we'll talk about later, but Sisse Weatherlight captain so the five color to say from modern horizons that way you can just tutor it up and then start putting things in the she modern right horizons uh the first modern horizons yeah the five colors to say not so there's Sisse weatherlight captain and Sisse uh green white Sisse original Sisse yeah i just i thought she was uh wow i can't even believe that she is from modern horizons yeah that one we will talk about later yeah so you know if you could tutor it up or something but yeah i mean mono red is is supported enough in legendary creatures where you could do it in mono red it would be tougher but um you could also something i, I just kind of thought of it doesn't say uh creatures you or commanders you own and control just commanders you control so you could steal your opponent's commanders and get some extra benefit can you which, you can only do it from your hand though so you'd have to put their commander but, in your hand but it just says command so just the, the the creature itself says commanders you control get plus x plus l where x is the number of commanders oh yes you control. yes yes so steal your opponent's commanders in red which is definitely something red does yeah, 100%. often 100 and you can get it done active trees in those that's right uh so the next card we have on here is again red um this one's a planeswalker it's called chandra gremlin wrangler for two red red you get a chandra planeswalker that starts with three loyalty it has a plus one ability to create a two two red gremlin creature token and a minus two to have chandra gremlin wrangler deal x damage to target creature or player where x is the number of gremlins you control um, you got a gremlin deck that you're slotting this into no there's only 10 gremlins in the game and two of them are in black okay. um i think one of them has in fact and they're like one ones or something mm-hmm. honestly if i were doing this i know it seems boring it would just be a changeling deck. oh yeah i would just play this in like a lot of people re- refer to the deck as tribal tribal where everything sure. is just a tribal card yep. i'd play this in tribal tribal and it would work um and it, yeah, the only other card I could think of is release the gremlins to destroy artifacts. And, it, and I think that's the only gremlins. gremlin card anyone knows. Yeah, some of the gremlins care about energy from Kaladesh. Oh. And I certainly do not care about energy. Yeah. Like, I mean, Aetherhub care- and two gremlins. You've got three in your deck. Yeah, <laughs> like, <it's>, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a, if energy wasn't in Sultai, I didn't pay attention to it because it got banned in Teamer when I played in Standard. So no, yeah, no it worries did. there. It did. Uh, the next card is Collectical, a 1-1 creature bird, also an adventure. So uh, for the adventure side, it says only the best for one and a white. Return target booster fun card from your graveyard to your hand. And then the creature side is a 1-1 bird for two and a white. 
white, flying, protection from commanders, and whenever collectible attacks return, the top card of your, uh, I'm sorry, reveal the top card of your library. If it is a booster fun card, you may put it into your hand. So booster fun cards are cards that have unique frames that come specifically from collector's boosters, like extended art cards, borderless cards, showcase cards. So um, you've got borderless, like the, the, the borderless planeswalkers that came in the mythic editions. Mm -hmm. You've got the um, special frame cards, like the, uh, it's like the story. I think they call it the storybook frame in, Stor yeah, in Eldraine. That was like, yep. Yeah, for those. Yeah, I mean, each set has one now mm -hmm. at this point. Uh, AFR has the the rule book, the D&D rule book frames. Yep. So those are those cards. I think if I were playing this, I would put it into a Super Friends deck with all the borderless planeswalkers using all of them from the three mythic editions. And then we just, we just keep getting special versions mm -hmm. of these the new we just got that new liliana so um another another i don't really play my super friends deck that often right so this would be fun though because you get to return them you know consistently yeah no, it would be very i know um every rare in every set in the commander decks is printed at widescreen for the most part uh you know your yeah widescreen is my least favorite it's like the extended border <laughs> yeah they're just like let's stretch this artwork to the border that's what they yeah it's not really extended border right it's just a stretched picture um but you know i think just i i'm i'm sure i have a deck where i can just replace all of my rares with the widescreen rares in it yeah. and it fits in perfectly fine i don't know what deck that is but i'm sure it exists Next card we have on here is Diabolical Salvation. I actually really like this card. It is a little expensive, but it's an instant. So for two red, 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 you get an instant with split second. Oh, uh, yes. What a good keyword. I've, I've turned around on that one. You get to create four, four, four red devil creature tokens with haste. And when this creature dies, create a colorless treasure artifact token with tap, sacrifices artifact, had one mana of any color. Sacrifice the devil tokens at the beginning of the next end step. 16 power for six mana split second. It seems pretty good, right? That also replaces themselves with treasure. Uh, yeah, that's it's and they're good for blocking if you needed to block. They're also good for attacking. You have you actually have a deck that cares about devils, right? The red. I don't know if you still have it together, but yes. the red Zerzoth Chaos Rider. That'd be kind of cool, though. It would work. It would work uh, perfectly well. Um, you can get it out on anyone's turn, like you said, to, to do blocks and stuff. Uh, personally, I think I would stick this in my Aluna Polymorph deck, which has oh, a that makes sense. has a token sub theme. Um, and, you know, if you do have a token doubler out, you'll get eight devils instead of, of four. And then when they die, you'll get 16 treasures instead of four. So seems like a pretty good combination oh. there. Uh, mine is not as fun. Mine is just putting it into one of my numerous decks with Perforos and like Impact Tremor type effects. It just works there. <laughs> mine produces 16 mana. Yours wins the game. I don't know. You might want yours more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dungeon Master is a planeswalker for two white and a blue and it has loyalty of one d4 plus one so you're going to roll a d4 and then add one to that and it has plus one target opponent creates a one one black skeleton creature with when this creature dies each opponent loses two life and then a plus one of roll a d20 if you roll a one skip your next turn if you roll a 12 or higher you draw a card and then a minus six of you get an adventuring party your party is a three three red fighter with first strike a two I'm sorry, a 1-1 one, one white cleric with lifelink, a 2-2 two, two black rogue with hexproof, and a 1-1 one, one blue wizard with flying. Mm -hmm. um, I don't... It's it's a fun card. I don't have a dice rolling deck, but I would 
I, I honestly think that I would put this into something like Zedru. I don't yeah. really run, I don't have my Zedru deck anymore, but if this feels like a group hug card, but it's really not, but I'd put it in Zedru and then I give you some really cool zombies, but then I run Ghostly Prison and Propaganda. So you're not gonna swing at me with that's, them. Yeah, that's a so, good point. But I can continue to give you fun things mm -hmm. like skeletons and then also like really nasty things too that are gonna make it harder for you to play. Yeah, yeah. But, but I, I'm sure it's fine. But I mean, I'm gifting end. it to you. Yeah, you're giving me the enchantment that I can't pay be at my upkeep to lose 40 life or whatever it is. Yeah, illusions of grandeur, I think. <laughs> I mean, one of them. How nice. How yeah, nice. You know, it's fine. Um, I, I don't know. I definitely don't have a deck that this goes into currently. I really wish this would fit in the, in the colors that I've chosen for my dice rolling decks because any opportunity to roll more dice is always good in a dice rolling deck. Um, I, I think the synergy might be interesting with like an Elish Norn type effect that has a constant uh, uh, minus anthem to your opponent's creatures oh, so that yeah. you can give them the skeleton and it State dies State-based right effects, it dies, mm -hmm. and then you and two of your opponents gain two life. Yeah, I mean, it's not super great synergy, and it involves, you know, having an Elish Norn and then <laughs> activating your Dungeon Master. So it's like the combo maybe is a little bit more towards the Elish Norn part. But um, Dungeon Master is, is I, I will say, at the very least, it's an interesting card. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's The Planeswalker type is actually Dungeon Master as well. Oh, so. yeah. Different, different Planeswalker name. All right, we got our first land on this list, and this is Euroacus. I think I pronounced that right, and I hope I did. Oh, this is not a land. This is a creature. I thought this was a land. It it surprisingly looks like a land. Yeah, okay, so this is a creature. Uh, for four green green, you get a legendary creature, Tree Folk Wizard 6-6. Six, six. It says when Euroacus enters the battlefield, create a number of 1-1 one, one blue human wizard creature tokens equal to the number of differently named lands you control. Then for four, a green and a blue, you can draw a card for each wizard you control. They each get plus one, plus one until end of turn for each card in your hand. Uh, so I don't think wizards are super well supported in the color green, uh, but they definitely are in the color blue. So if you want to try out a green blue wizards deck, this would be a really good commander for that. I actually think you could probably make this very good in like Adrix and Neptune casters because okay. they are blue green mm -hmm. and a wizard and they're also token doublers. So you're going to double these tokens that come from it. I think that's like the perfect deck yeah, for this. You might have to build around it a bit. It does care about differently named lands, but as we know, you know, even in the CEDH community, there's some cards that care about differently named cards like Tainted Pact and Hermit Druid and that kind of stuff. You can build a deck very easily with only one copy of In the non-CEDH community, I play Hermit Druid and oh, I don't well, care about those either. I don't think those are very competitive, honestly. Like you, I don't probably, think like I don't think it's a necessary evil. Oh no, it's yeah, it's definitely not a necessary, but those are the I'm just comparing the strategy of, you know, being able to build a two-color mana base without a single repeating land is very possible. Yeah, you yeah. just put in a bunch of colorless lands too. Yeah, it's it's or there's a bunch of rainbow lands you can shove in there. Yeah, your utility colorless lands. As long as they, I mean, in, I guess in my instance, I'm only running a two color deck, so I'd probably just be stuck with you. I colorless. think you can. I think you could still. I mean, it, with the rainbow, they just can't. I guess have the mana symbols, right? Right. Yeah. So I think it's yeah. still possible because I think there's some Gitrog lists out there and stuff that run fully unique lands. They're running like every fetch land that there is, but. Sure. It's, an, it's an expensive mana base. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But oh, it it's going to be an expensive, <laughs> an expensive deck. We actually do have our first land on this there list, which is Fabled Path of Zero Point, a legendary land. It is a mountain, and it has pay white, blue, black, or green, tap it. Creatures you control gain land walk until the end of turn. So um, I don't run a five-color creature-based deck. If I were, maybe 
maybe a dragon deck or something. I've been I've been talking about that for a really long time and mm-hmm. haven't pulled the trigger on it, but I have the cool Tiamat from the Beetle and Grimm's car, uh, set. So um, it's a great card. Yeah, Wooberg for Landwalk is not technically unblockable, um, but that's only if someone doesn't control lands, that it wouldn't be an unblockable creature. If you were playing against somebody and they didn't have lands... <laughs> I would feel bad that you were removing that. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, there is there is some extra upside, um, as you mentioned, Andy. Fabled Path being a mountain, you can search it up with like a far seek or a fetch land that can search a mountain or something. So yes, it is in fact a mountain that works with Valakut. It does Molten work Pinnacle. with Valakut. There's, there's there's a lot of things you could do with this one. Yeah. I like it. All right, so this next one I think tops the list for me for like one like the most bonkers cards on this whole list for me personally, and this is a Planeswalker. And Zerva, Master of Insights. For one, either two in a blue or either two in a red for the mana pips. Uh, you get a four loyalty Legendary Planeswalker in Zerva with three activated abilities, a plus two to draw two cards, then discard a card, a minus two to look at the top two cards of each other player's library, then put any number of them on the bottom of their library and the rest on the top in any order, and you get to scry two. And then for a minus four, you get an emblem with your opponents play with their hands revealed. That's the card telepathy. And whenever an opponent draws a card, this emblem deals one damage to them. That's Nekusar. Uh, so you get a you get for minus four, which but this planeswalker enters with four loyalty. So immediately you can get a telepathy slash Nekusar emblem that's impossible to remove. And if you have any sort of way of like looping in Zerba from your graveyard to the battlefield, seeing as it is three mana value. Um, uh, yeah, a three mana value card you can return it with like a sun titan you can return it with uh there's a there's a black white mutate creature i was looking at today that when it mutates can return a mana a cost with mana value uh three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield there's a lot of ways that you can easily recur this and put many of these emblems on the battlefield and then uh go to town yeah i'm gonna put this in the locust god if i were ever <laughs> yeah. to be able to do this and play with this i run dak faden in there and dak faden is the same mana cost essentially because i'm never going to be doing this for five five colorless i'll do it for the actual one red blue and dak faden has a plus one of draw two cards discard two cards this one's draw two cards and discard one so mm-hmm. it's just it's just strictly better and then I'm already running a wheels deck, so the emblem here just becomes another win con. So if I don't need to draw and I'm holding a windfall and something else, and maybe the one that Echo of Aeons is in my graveyard mm-hmm. or Memory is in my graveyard, this is, this is, it's very good. It's so good. It's probably one, of, I agree, it's one of the best of these of these of these cards for sure the next is keeper of the secret layer a 2-1 legendary creature merfolk rogue for one and a blue it has flash and you may cast secret layer spells as though they had flash and secret layer spells you cast cost one colorless less to cast so i just played on a stream the other night with chase uh mana curves and um they were playing a secret layer deck with Sisay Weatherlight Captain, the five color, okay. um, because they have a, the left-handed secret layer yep. had that five color sure commander does. and they just had only secret layer cards and the whole stream and, and talking before it, they were like, I hope this isn't a trash deck that does <laughs> nothing. And it wasn't, it started doing things. And once, once they got enough out on the board, it was starting to get really scary. Mm-hmm. So I would play this in there because we have so many secret layer cards that continue to come out yeah and that sisse um can ser- immediately search for things with two mana value because it, it has two power 
to say so you can search for keeper of the secret lair yeah because it's right is away. legendary yeah as soon as it enters the battlefield I, I don't know how well a mono blue secret lairs deck would be i don't know how well supported it is i have uh, no idea but the mana base is there because there are secret layer <laughs> islands, islands although you don't cast those at least you still have you gotta be on flavor though it's get true. like the the secret layer one that has all the boats on it. I can't remember which one it was. It was the land that was inserted into one. And I think it's my favorite secret layer land aside from the full text one. Yeah, but maybe maybe splurge on like 30 full text islands. Yeah, there you go. Just <laughs> just get them all and uh, I'm sure it won't be too expensive. It'll be very affordable and not expensive. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about another dice rolling card that's not in red blue, unfortunately. And that's uh, Karis and the Beholder. This is a five mana dragon eye wizard for one green, green, white, white. You get a one power, 20 toughness flyer. It says when Karis and the Beholder enters the battlefield and at the beginning of your upkeep, create a one, one white human creature token and make a charisma check. You roll a D20 in order to do so. Yeah, for D&D or yeah, for D&D, non-D&D players, mm -hmm. that's what you're doing there. So yes. rolling that you're having a charisma check. Yeah, pretty much any time having rolling you're rolling a, you're doing yes your check your charisma is being tested by something in the game and you are rolling to see if you're successful uh for this instance if the result plus the number of creatures you control is greater than 11 you get to put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control if the result is a natural 20 for each non-legendary creature you control create a token that's a copy of that creature so Green, white, token, go wide strategy seems the way to go. Cigar to humans is thrilled. Yeah. It's a dragon eye wizard. And I talk about eyes yeah, quite eye. a bit when you can name something. But this, I run a lot of non-legendary creatures in that humans deck. There's quite a few legendaries. Well, I'd have to figure out the, sp the spread. But mm -hmm. if I can make a copy of all of them, they all usually do something very good. Either oh, they're yeah. a lord or have an ETB ability. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's like, and it's, it's just non-legendary creatures. It doesn't say non-legendary, non-token. So you're going to double up all your token generation on right. it too. And um, if you cast Karis and the Beholder while you have while you control nine creatures, it will enter being your 10th. Actually, if you do it with eight creatures, it'll enter being your 10th, create the 1-1 one, one being your 11th, and you'll never miss on the plus one, plus one counters. Yeah, this card's cool. Very cool. Um, next is the meanest card, I think, on this list, <laughs> which is Moto, the Gnarled Oracle. For black, blue, green, you get a legendary zombie elf wizard, and it is a zero three, but it has eminence. Everybody's favorite commander it's mechanic. A, it's so good. Because it's just ridiculous, and it has pay X and discard a card. Not tapping it, mm -mm. just pay X and discard a card. Target player reveals cards from the top of their library until they reveal a creature card with converted mana cost X or less. Put that card onto the battlefield under your control. Then that player shuffles the rest into their library. Activate this only if Moto the Gnarled Oracle is on the battlefield or in the command zone. Mm -hmm. So at any time, yeah, instant speed. unless someone yep. exiles it and you say, all right, it can go to exile or it could just go to the graveyard. Yeah. I don't think you're going to do that, but no, it's very good. Mm -hmm. And, um, I would, I would try it, but we've tried to resolve cards like Villainous Wealth over Spell Table, and that was quite the nightmare. Mm -hmm. This is just resolving essentially a, a baby Villainous Wealth, uh, a, a baby Cascade Villainous Wealth almost. Yes. From, yep. Repeatable, though. Yeah, like could be, could be, if you can make so much mana, I'm, um, infinite mana, you just 
and it's it's sultai it's so hard to make infinite mana and the sultai colors so you don't know if it's ever going to happen and it's turn two and you're winning the game by putting every creature from all of your opponent's libraries i do think the real the real answer for which one is the strongest of all of these is this for is, sure this is the strongest. it's not even close for sure yeah. you don't even have to build your deck with creatures all you have to build your deck is rocks and ways to go infinite in your mana and then you win the game and you just play your opponent's deck you could like you, what you put in here this is this is the perfect example of building a deck that has no win condition and you could still win with it yes this is the only example the the only, put win conditions in your deck okay <laughs> Uh, next up, we have our first vehicle. I think our only vehicle on this list. This is Mountain Mover. For two and a red, you get a 5-3 artifact vehicle with flying and haste. It says whenever Mountain Mover enters the battlefield or attacks, put a mountain card from outside the game underneath it. When Mountain Mover leaves the battlefield, put all cards underneath it onto the battlefield with crew of three. So this is, uh, I mean, at its base, it's a mono red ramp. and it's And it's not thinning your deck which is unfortunate it's winning your deck no 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 no. deck thinning's <laughs> deck winning this is not deck winning but it could still be game winning because this is really good ramp in red uh the vehicle has haste so you're going to be able to get the attack trigger the first turn you you cast it as long as you have something that can crew it so you have two mountains underneath it the mountains come in untapped it technically doesn't say basic mountains but it says mountain card so i assume it means the card mountain and not like I'm going to go get all these dual lands and stuff. Uh, my, my, my volcanic Island and all it, that. Kind it of does stuff. say a mountain card. Yes. So those are mountains. It doesn't say basic mountain. Well, it usually, but usually, it doesn't say a mountain land. It says a mountain card, which could be, I don't know how that rule. I don't know how well, there are no lands that are mountains. Like, like, I mean, layer, I guess is what I'm yeah, saying. Like layer or fair. gate. They're not mountains. So I would just say you can get anything that has the word mountain. I will. Next this time... will never do it. But, uh, and there's no rulings on these cards, but I guarantee that I would, I would say if someone wants to go grab themselves a dual land mm -hmm. that has the word mountain on it, they're going to be able to get it with and, us. And the LGS is going to be happy about that one too because they just sold a dual land. They just sold the dual <laughs> land. Yeah, I'm going to go get it. All right. Mintasha Honored One, a 3-3 legendary snow creature elk for two green green. As an additional cost to cast this spell, you may open a sealed magic booster pack and put the cards on the bottom of your booster pile in a random order. And then it says, spells you cast have booster cascade. And then it, the, the ruling, the, the, the reminder text here is, it's like Cascade, but you use your booster pile rather than your library. So you're just going to open packs when you cast your commander. So you constantly want to cast your commanders. You can open packs because I just love opening packs. Mm -hmm. But then you Cascade into cards from the packs you just opened. So that's really fun. Mm -hmm. So what pack are we opening? Um, I, I, so when, when I was, when I was going through the list in my head, I was like, I don't want to open packs that have rare land cycles. Cause you can't, oh, okay. you can't cascade into lands. Um, but then immediately afterward, I was like, but modern horizons two has such good value. Why would I not pick modern horizons two every time? Cause they they do have the fetch lands in there. It's going to take up a couple slots, some other lands. So that double masters, double masters has two rares, uh, or two mythics in every single pack. So that's some really good value that you're guaranteed to get you know, two pieces that are probably good in your game. Double yeah. Masters has some whiffs, but you know. Every set does. Yeah. I think what? I'm going to open Jumpstart though, because oh. Jumpstart packs always, well, not always, but they have a chance at getting two rares mm -hmm. as well, or a rare and a mythic. Mm -hmm. And we're going to hope we get the elf pack 
and we're going to flip into a booster cascade <laughs> crater hub. I, I do like the fact that this is a mono green commander that is more than likely casting uh, cards of every color on yeah because you're just casting for free when you cast your yeah, commander it's very cool i stuff. guess the thing is maybe crater huff is a bad a bad hope but there are some else because i'll never hit it because mintasha is four mana value mm -hmm. i gotta be. find low mana value bomb rares yes and and then open that it probably double masters oko oh yeah from from the throne of eldraine i i put That's oko i put oko back in a deck over that's okay recently. i'm happy yeah. for you okay that's okay, very cool. good that's Thanks. very good <laughs> mintasha's i think one of the more um interesting of these Definitely. in that it just it does something that no other card does at all some of these have had things that we can do just with a different flavor or mm -hmm. a stronger flavor this one we don't cascade into boosters no, no it's a very silver border mechanic added to this but it's all black border so it's but legal it's, as so it's legal long as if you have you card. have this card mm -hmm. So next up, we have a five-color creature. This is Nira Hellkite Duelist. For white, blue, black, red, and green, you get a 6-6 six, six legendary creature dragon with flash, flying, trample, and haste. And when Nira Hellkite Duelist enters the battlefield, the next time you would lose the game this turn, instead, draw three cards, and your life total becomes five. No big deal. It's just, you know, a flat, it's a non-split-second way of just not losing the game every single time that you would lose the game and you know with a nice sacrifice outlet that you have maybe you maybe a food chain or something you can just sacrifice it next time someone tries to uh make you lose the game it's got flash speed and you just flash right back out yeah, i'll take is, three more cards thank you very much this is this is by far the strongest five color <laughs> dragon commander in existence it's, it's it's got all the keywords except indestructible and i'm sure we don't even care about that because we want it to die so we can recast it later yeah not not losing the game is really good yeah we'll just add nauseum to like negative 20 it's fine all right so the the og uh eh, not the og i don't actually know when the um has hasbro version mm -hmm. of a transformer came out because there's there's the there's a version of a transformer card in one of those as san well san diego comic-con is it a, a san diego comic-con it might so. be that um but this card is optimus prime inspiring leader so um they, they, they it is not what meets the eyes no um it is a four or five legendary artifact creature autobot so this one is an autobot and it has pay one turn target permanent you control to its other face and pay one until end of turn optimus prime inspiring leader becomes a construct with base power and toughness six six and creatures you control gain trample it's it's a wonderful commander and the flavor text is roll out um i i didn't um i think when this was printed probably some of the the, the stronger things you could do is dealing with morph guards mm -hmm. um well, werewolves this is it's not green, quite white. in the right colors it's for not werewolves. white but it works with the new transformer cards rc we already mentioned would work with this because you can just flip the card to its other face so mm -hmm. fun commander yeah the, the the card does actually technically have a back to it but it's not a magic card i don't know what game it's from maybe transformers has their own trading card game but uh, uh don't flip it in a game of magic. don't flip itself in a game of magic it doesn't work as far as i can tell okay all right we have soul advocate eternal which might be the funnest card for us commander brewers out there this is a legendary creature dragon angel 4-4 with legendary partner you can have two commanders if this is one of them and the other one is promoted to legendary 
has flying and vigilance and teamwork. Whenever you attack or block with Soul Advocate Eternal and its partner, support four and investigate four times. Um, I'm personally not interested at all with attacking with my other commander with this, and I'm, I'm looking forward to just expanding the colors of commander decks that I already have into four color decks. Like I've always wanted a Golgari Shiray deck, and now I can have a four color Shiray deck by making Shiray part with it, not taking advantage of the fact that I can pick an un, a non legendary creature to yeah, be a part. Yeah, this card is, I think, the best argument to 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 utilize the what creature do you want to add a color yeah, to? Agreed. So um, I've talked about it for years. Noyandar getting green, so mm -hmm. this would be a four color Noyandar. Mm -hmm. But if I were to add a non legendary creature, because it says it's promoted to legendary, it mm -hmm. doesn't it has not it doesn't have to be legendary. You know, I'm looking at things like Gray Merchant, Gray Merchant or, or something. So it's good. Just, or, or Pontiff of Blight. And mm. I finally get my extort commander. Or you could even do the little throw because that costs one mana. You could start extorting early. Yeah. But I do like the, the other one that gives all of your creatures extort. You could pick a, a, a colorless commander and now you have four colors for your colorless commander. I didn't even think about that. I was I was on the on my head. I was like, oh, worm coil engine could be my commander Ooh, now. Okay, sublime. Is it sublime angel or sublime archangel? I can't remember the exact name, mm. but the one that says all creatures you control have ex have exalted. Oh, that's really strong too. That would, that would be, be a very fun four color exalted deck because oh, yeah. you just play out. I would play that as a token deck. A green white token deck mm -hmm. that is promoted to legendary it just knocks somebody out in one hit that would be really cool if you have 10 creatures or 12 creatures they all have exalted mm -hmm. i'm here the, for it the peregrine dynamo printed in dominaria united that copies triggers from legendary permanents that aren't your commander now you have four colors four color legendary four color planeswalkers because it's legendary permanents not just creatures I like it. This is this might be my favorite, even if it isn't the most powerful. It might be the most powerful though, just from a maybe standpoint. maybe okay okay. So maybe every single one we continue to say is just more powerful. It's just this Who one's knows? more powerful. All right, the cinematic phoenix is a four four legendary creature phoenix for three a black and a red. Uh, I do like this black red phoenix that we we continue to see. Mm -hmm. This one has flying haste and protection from red, and it has pay one tap at return target legendary creature from your graveyard to the battlefield. So reanimator. Black, red, that's great. And then it has tapped six untapped creatures you control. Return the cinematic phoenix from your graveyard to the battlefield. If you tapped six legendary creatures this way, you win the game. Oh. So we have an alternate win con here on a strategy that is it is tried and true. Mm -hmm. Just black, red, reanimator. I maybe would add white and play Mardu because then you also have synergy with Primeval's Glorious Rebirth sure. just for synergy. I I just like alt-win-con cards. I would, I mean, Chainer, Nightmare, Adept, or Chain, no, Chainer. Yeah, Nightmare, Adept. The the black-red one. Yeah, Nightmare, yeah. Adept. Yeah, yeah it's that's Dement the, Dementia Master. Dementia Master. Yeah, I mean, it seems like a solid card to either put in it or just essentially play the same deck as the, the Chainer deck, but just make all your creatures legendary. Mm -hmm. Honestly, if you're playing like a five color legendary deck, like I'm, I would even consider this putting this into Morophon and then like just play like an Entomb type effect. And as soon as I have six legendary creatures on the battlefield, Entomb it to the graveyard and attempt to win the game by by reanimating it. Because all you have to do is tap six legendary creatures and you win. In that's, a cinematic way. In a very cinematic way. It is of, the... That's, that's a good point. It's winning, a story arc. Yeah, winning like that is very cinematic. And it, yeah, I like that a lot. Cinematic Phoenix, make it eternal legal for everybody. We have a saga here, which is not our only saga on the list, but the first one, Legend of Arena. For one, a blue, a red, and a white, you get a saga that says the Legend of Arena can be your commander. 
On uh, ticks one and two, you create a 2-1 red human wizard creature token. Spells you cast at certain cost one generic less to cast for each wizard you control. And on tick number three of the saga, this one doesn't have read ahead, unfortunately. Uh, but search your library for a Planeswalker card, put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. It enters with an additional loyalty counter on it for each wizard you control. Okay, so a saga right off the bat that can be your commander is awesome because yeah, you can recast that's, it every three that's turns. Very cool. That's yeah, very cool. Um, but I, I think Andy, you you noted like uh, that this is probably going to be in a planeswalker deck, a super friends deck. Um, yeah, I, I some wizard, so. hopefully a little bit of wizard theme to it as well, um, so that you're not just dependent on the token creation from ticks one and two to. Uh, get your planeswalkers out with a bit more loyalty because i was thinking if you had three wizards you could search for uh ugin the seven mana ugin you could and then uh it comes in with three extra loyalty which puts it up to 10 so you can ultimate ugin right away and draw seven and put seven permanents on the battlefield and gain seven life which to me is like the main thing that i want to do when i play my planeswalkers deck it's emblem or, or ultimate one of those giant super awesome planeswalkers yeah what planeswalker would you grab that's what i think ugin you're just grabbing Ugin. Ugin. That's that's what Ugin you want. with three wizards, or um, I don't know anyone that I can I can ultimate. There's probably some Tezzerets I can grab. Actually, Tezzeret to just go fetch the Chain Veil right away. Tezzeret the Seeker is probably a pretty good thing to do. It'll come in with extra loyalty, so it won't kill itself by minusing four to get the Chain Veil. Um, I I really like the cards that that come in the the Planeswalkers that came in like those Planeswalker precons. The oh. Planeswalker decks, mm -hmm. like they just don't see, they like, they never really see any play, but some of them are, are actually very good. Like Rail Caller of Storms, uh, minus seven is draw seven cards and it deals seven damage to each creature your opponents control. Mm -hmm. So your ultimate of the, the, uh, the legend of arena is like also a board wipe then. Yeah. What, one of the Teferis in those is like a minus nine to take two extra turns or something like that. So I one definitely of the see Chandra's, I think, I think it was a Chandra. Yeah. One of them becomes... A wheel into omniscience till end of turn. Oh, wow. it's 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 um a card and it's legal in com I mean it's obviously it's legal in commander. Um, it it's running my planeswalker deck and it's it's really really strong. Okay, um, that's interesting. That's that's what I would grab there. Yeah, it's I mean any Teferi that you want you can grab in here too. The the in in this color in Jeskai colors there's lots and lots of options. There, yeah, if you're looking just at Jeskai Planeswalkers in general, there's 136 yeah. uh, that, that you can play. The one is is Chandra's Flame, Chandra Flames Catalyst. And I believe okay. that this is, it's, it has an M21 symbol, but I think it's from an M21 Planeswalker deck. But it has discard your hand, draw seven until end of turn. You may cast spells from your hand without paying them. So a minus eight for that. And it comes in at five. So it's a Wheel of Fortune for yourself and then omniscience that's really good i know there is a, a johnny steadfast uh has an emblem at minus seven that says if if any damage would be dealt to you or planeswalkers you control that damage is reduced to one that's uh, really good too or and and then if you play dejiru with eyes open that reduces all damage dealt to your planeswalkers by one so you can have immortal planeswalkers that way so maybe that's what you want to do there's like we said there's tons of options tons of options the next one here is the secret layer it is a legendary land and it is a layer tap to add a colorless and tap say the secret word add one man of any color scry one and you gain one life this just reminds me of the word the, the game password it's like the secret word is banana and then and then they have to get the other person to guess it. it's got a peel it's yellow 
It's a fruit. Do you know, remember the SNL skit with Kristen Wiig and she plays a character who just can't not give away the words? <laughs> it's <laughs> really funny. Um, anyway, uh, what secret word? I say that's the weird. Do part. I go with? Here's the weird part. It doesn't say when this, when the secret layer enters the battlefield. Choose a secret word. So you have to know what the secret word is. I think maybe the person who was given the secret layer is also given the secret They're word. They're the only person that has That'd it. be actually very, what a wild, I'm going to have to tweet about this and find out what is the secret word. Otherwise, this is just a colorless legendary land that would still probably be pretty good in the Yambi. Yeah. It's a legendary oh, land. for sure. I'm discarding <laughs> this legendary land to draw two cards, not even playing it because I need blue and white mana, That's not right. colorless, unless someone tells me what the secret word is. Yeah, because then it would be a very useful land that goes in literally everything. In literally everything. This one, the next card, by the way, has the best art of all. Of it these. does. I do think the next one is probably, it might, other than Dungeon Master, Dungeon Master might be the weakest card on this list. This might be the second weakest, in my opinion. It can oh. still be very... I'm not saying it's weak, though. It's still strong. I don't know. I'm I'm thinking that Optimus Prime inspiring leader is not doing much for me uh, It here. turns into a 6-6. Six, six. It's a beater. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the last card we have on our list here is another saga called War of the Spark. For three and a black, you get a saga that the first pip says each player may put a Planeswalker or zombie card from War of the Spark from their hand or graveyard onto the battlefield. Uh, for two, you can sacrifice any number of creatures and or planeswalkers. Each opponent sacrifices that many creatures and or planeswalkers. And for three, exile up to one target bolus. Proliferate three times. This is a War of the Spark themed mm -hmm. saga. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very cool. I um, love that set. And the it's, it's a stained glass art. You can actually get this. I believe you can get this as like a... Um, like one of those like wall banners oh, and sure. you can get the art like as a print um it's it's gorgeous it's got the um the amonkhet the what it, what are those called the lazotep the lazotep plated yeah zombies versus mm -hmm. a bunch of planeswalkers with bolas in the background here i would play all of the planeswalkers from war of the spark i mean you could make a war of the spark deck pretty easy mm -hmm. the set actually all synergizes very well with each other with itself there's so much pro proliferate in that deck and stuff too yeah i mean and and i used to have a nickel bolas um uh deck a commander deck that was all about planeswalkers that probably played all it played all the mythics at the very least from from war of the spark those planeswalkers the liliana uh the nickel bolas um and then the uncommon ones it played narset that's from war of the spark yeah super friendly we <laughs> love narset super nice they played it did it couldn't play to fairy. Yeah. But. I, I just I, I don't know if I would really take advantage of the first pip on this saga a lot, but that third pip is so ridiculously strong. Exile up to one target bolus and then proliferate three times. This could, this could be a bolus creature or a bolus planeswalker. Um, and just proliferating three times might as well be a deep glow skate in a lot of cases, double the number of counters on, on uh, any number of target permanents you control um, so that you can ultimate your planeswalker and, and go to town with a simple, I mean, you have to wait three turns to get there. So there's a lot of prep work and everyone has a chance to stop you from what you're doing. But also that's very on on uh, theme for the War of the Spark. Yeah, and you can play a five color deck in War of the oh, Spark because yeah. you've got Niv Misery Reborn. So mm -hmm. you have a five color commander that, that could lead that deck definitely um, but then this isn't from war of the spark but it's called war of the spark you said the name That's of the, the movie oh you say the name of the game you right? said the name you of said. the movie but in the sequel not in the first movie though. this is the flashback yeah 
We're reliving it. Yeah, so that we can include the name of the We're movie. We're LARPing it so that we can play <laughs> more of the spark. That, that's what's happening. It's a perfect. Here. So these these cards are great. That's actually going to be the end of our episode. But I I would love to own one of these. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. I don't know how many of these are even printed, but you know they're for they're for special promotions and mm-hmm. for awesome things that come out. So I think it's really cool that that's how some teammates are rewarded, you know, for, for doing something great. I mean, we see Arena here. We had Booster Fun, things like Collectical and Champions of Archery, just lots of really unique things. Secret Layer, the team given yeah. Keeper of the Secret Layer and Commander teams. and A Booster Cascade. Oh, gosh. Yeah, promoting. We have two two different options of adding a creature. Uh, one is a legendary creature from your hand to the command zone. The other is just pick one and it can start as we're even adding mountains in the case of mountain mover from outside the game you just add mountains so (laughs) this 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 was great this was great but that's going to be it for this week um if you want to chat with me online you can find me on twitter at andy flory and you can find me on twitter at worm coil engine and of course all you listeners out there thank you so much for getting all the way to the end of this episode and we'll talk to you next week